I, I, uh, you're okay. They, they can go with them. They're back in the fellowship hall when you go to collect them. Doc Myers will be out there teaching them. All right, if you have your Bibles, Numbers chapter 22. It's an Old Testament book, Numbers chapter 22. Having a, a kind of an unusual topic tonight. We're going to talk about loopholes. Loopholes. There was a very anti-God, anti-Christian lawyer who was very sick in the hospital. It didn't look good for him. And he asked his family to bring him a Bible. And so they did. And they, they were very shocked by it. So he took the Bible and began to read it. And they asked him, you know, you've never been interested in the Bible before. Why, why do you want to look at it now? And he said, I'm looking for loopholes. <laughs> and a lot of people look for loopholes when it comes to their eternal destiny, don't they? They try to find a, 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 something that sounds reasonable to them. But you know, as far as going to heaven, there is no loopholes. There's only one way to heaven. And that's the Lord Jesus Christ. The first thing we got to admit that we're all sinners, isn't that right? We're all sinners. We've all done things wrong. And secondly, the Bible is very clear that there is a penalty for sin. The wages of sin is death. That's, that, that's, the Bible is very clear on that. And then the third thing that we need to understand is that our, the best that we could do, uh, good works, religious activities, church membership, they don't pay the penalty for sin. And that's not, that doesn't sound good so far, but the good news is that Jesus came and paid that penalty for you. He died in your place and paid your debt of sin on the cross, and he rose from the dead to prove that debt was paid for. And lastly, the Bible says, if the best you know how, you would believe he did that for you. And you put your trust in Christ to save you. He will save you and give you everlasting life. And, and that's the only way. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. And so I hope you, if you're here, you've put your trust, your faith in Christ to save you. If you have, you're his child. He gives you everlasting life. How long is forever? It's forever. If you have everlasting life today, what would you have tomorrow? Everlasting life. What would you have 100 years from now? Everlasting life. It's the only kind he gives. And the great news, he promises in John chapter 6 that he will in no wise cast you out. The word no wise has the idea not for any reason. So there's not any reason that God would cast you out once you have eternal life. Isn't that exciting? But salvation in Christ is the only way. So I hope you've all trusted Christ as your Savior. But tonight I'm going to talk to those who have trusted Christ. And the title of my sermon is Christian Loopholes. Now, let's talk about what is a loophole. Here's a definition. You ready? An ambiguity or inadequacy in the law or set of rules. Some people call it fine print. <laughs> it's the fine print. And uh, it's a loophole. It's a, a means of escape, a, a means to evade something, uh, uh, avoid something. Uh, oh, this is coming due, but I found a loophole. I can get out of this. And so many times as Christians, God has called us to do something. God has led us to do something. God has placed us someplace, and it isn't quite what we thought. And we try to find a loophole to get out of it. 
And we're going to talk about that tonight. I don't have anybody. I, I need this. I, I, I have a story later I'm going to tell you uh, where I, tried to, I found a loophole. And I'll tell you about that in just a moment. I think one of the great stories in the Bible of someone who came up with excuses or a way to try to avoid was a name, got man named Balaam. You ever heard of Balaam in the Bible? It's in the book of Numbers. Uh, the Israelites had come out of Egypt, and uh, uh, there was uh, the king, his name was Balak, and he was scared to death of Israel. So he heard, of, he knew of Balaam, and he heard how Balaam, whoever he cursed was cursed, and whoever he blessed was blessed. And so he approaches Balaam, hey, uh, you're a prophet, and what you say goes, so I want you to curse Israel. I want you to curse them. And if you have Numbers 22, this is what God told Balaam in verse 12. And God said unto Balaam, Thou shalt not go with them. Thou shalt not curse the people, for they are blessed. So a, a, simple, a simple command. Yeah, they, that was all right that they came and talked to you. Uh, uh, Balak sent some representatives over there to talk to him and, and said, uh, we'll do this and that for you. Uh, but God said, don't go with them. You can't curse my people. And a very clear command. So what did Balaam do? It's very clear what God wanted him to do. But what did Balaam do? Well, let's look quickly at uh, the book of 2 Peter, 2 Peter chapter 2. We're going to see three things that he did, and then we're going to give you some specific examples tonight. And the purpose is, I just want, to, I, I just want us all to think. I want us all to be honest with God about our lives and how many times that we try to come up with an excuse or a reason to avoid doing what God has called us to do or wants us to do. Maybe something we see, clearly have seen in the Bible and God's impressed on our heart with it. Second uh, Peter chapter 2, look in verse 15, commenting on uh, some people aren't doing uh, what's right. And he says in verse 15, which have forsaken the right way and have gone astray, following the way of Balaam, the son of Bozar, who loved the wages of unrighteousness. Now, what is the way of Balaam? Well, a lot of Bible commentators basically saying he wanted the money to do, to, to do what the, the Balak wanted him to do. He wanted to serve God for money. He was selling his gift of being a prophet for cash. Maybe he told himself, man's got to make a living. Uh, you know, I've got to make a living here. And so it's only fair that I, I do that. Listen, uh, that's the way of Balaam. That was a loophole. Balaam, you know, I, I'm a prophet. I'm, God's supposed to support me. And so he tried to come up with a reason that it would be all right to curse God's people, curse Israel. I heard a story of a, a young man who has just gotten old enough to get a car, and he had a, a very rich grandmother, and she said she would buy him a car, and he was very excited about it. He says, I, I only buy you a car if you cut your hair. He had real long hair, very proud of his hair, and he didn't really want to cut it. And he was thinking and thinking. He said, oh, I got a loophole. Because he knew his mother, uh, grandmother was very religious, uh, very, you know, got in the Bible all the time. So he says, Grandma, um, I know you, you want me 
to cut my hair so you'll buy me the car. But isn't it true in the Bible that Jesus had long hair? And, uh, and she said, yes. And Jesus walked everywhere he went. <laughs> so, here's, here's, the, here's the thing, folks. A lot of, this is what we do a lot of times. If I'm not getting out of this what I want, if I'm not getting out of this what I desire, I'm going to find that's a reason for me to not do it, even though I know God's called me to do it. We, we try to, to come up with a loophole. Here's the second thing he did. Look in Jude 11. Jude 11. We won't turn to a, a lot of verses tonight, so if you can just bear with me and, and turn here. Jude is the next to last book in your Bible. It's just a one-chapter book. Jude 11. And ver, uh, there's only, you want to say chapter 1, verse 11. And it says in verse 11, Woe unto them, for they have gone in the way of Cain and ran greedily after the error of Balaam for reward and perish in the gainsaying of Korah. So it mentions the error of Balaam. The error of Balaam. What was the error of Balaam? Well, he put human reasoning above the Bible. Here's what Balaam thought. Well, you know, uh, I know God said not to curse him, but doesn't God know that they haven't been living right? They've been complaining in the wilderness and whining about wanting to go back to Egypt. Surely it's all right to curse them because they, they haven't been nice. What did God clearly say? Thou shalt not curse them. But he tried to find a, a, a loophole. Uh, it's in, look over in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. I'd hold my finger in Luke because we're going to go right back to Revelation. But look over in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. 1 Corinthians chapter 1. I would encourage you. Did God give you a brain? How many here did you have a brain? He gave you a brain to think. And there's nothing wrong with thinking. Uh, but be careful about putting your human reasoning above what God says. Because we can be mistaken. God is never mistaken. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, look in verse 19. Um, Paul writes here, For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and will bring to, to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this world? Hath not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? For after that, in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. A lot of people want to talk about God choosing. Here's something that's very clear. What does God choose? He chose by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. Amen? And that's, that's what he chose. So if you believe, you're saved. But look down at verse 25. But the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. So what's the point? Be careful about human reasoning. Balaam, you know, I, I just thinking through this thing, God surely has to uh, curse them because they haven't been doing what they're supposed to. And he put human reasoning above what the Scripture said. Then back to the end of the Bible, Revelation chapter 2, we'll see one more thing that Balaam did. So he tried to sell his gift for money. He put human reasoning above what God had clearly said. And the last one is found in Revelation 2, verse 14. Revelation 2, verse 14. 
And he says, but I have a few things against thee, because thou hast there them that hold the doctrine of Balaam, who taught Balak to cast a stumbling block before the children of Israel, to eat things unto idols and to commit fornication. Basically, Balaam said, well, God can't curse his people, so this is what you do, Balak. You, you get them to uh, marry Moabite women and then uh, break down their separation, and, and God will curse them then. So essentially what Balaam was saying, I, I, I want this money, and um, uh, I, I don't want to not curse them, so here's how you drag some people down into sin. There's a lot of people that happens in Christians. They don't like something that's going on in the church, maybe in their family, and they, they, they try to get other people in, in with their bitterness, their anger, and drag people down in the mud with them. And that's not a good idea. So what about us tonight? Are we looking for loopholes and the things that God would have us to do? Uh, I, and this is important. I, I, uh, I uh, just want to tell you about something that happened yesterday. And I, I felt like, boy, I'm preaching on loopholes, and I, I, I found one. Uh, I... I was out somewhere yesterday with my friend, uh, the Kim Buecher back there. We, we were off doing something Saturday morning, and we stopped to get some lunch at Burger King. You ever been to Burger King before? You can have it your way there. And uh, so we were there, and I walk in, and, and the first thing I noticed when we walk in to get in the place to order the food, there was a woman there. It was a big woman, very immodestly dressed, uh, gold jewelry all on. And uh, I, I'm trying to think how to describe the hairdo she had. Um, it was like kind of sh all shaved on the side, but on top of her head, it looked like a, a jelly roll. I don't know what it is. It's a round tube of hair on her head. It was like circular and went down. And I said, oh, that's interesting. Try not to pay too much attention. But then she said something. Uh, she said, the Holy Spirit just spoke to my heart. And I, I want, I want to, I, I got to tell you this. And she wasn't talking to us, she was talking to this lady. It was a lady, uh, her back was to us, she had a yellow dress on, it was dirty, she was dirty. And, uh, and she said, the Holy Spirit's got a message. And she told this lady all kinds of stuff. And uh, uh, then I heard the lady in the dress talk back. And she really couldn't talk. And I said, that's, that's interesting. I just can't hardly talk. I thought probably it was somebody who was uh, very drunk or high on drugs. So we, we continued to get our food. And before they brought the food, the, the, the lady with the honey roll hairdo, <laughs> she left. And the lady in the yellow dress turned around. But it wasn't a lady. It was a man in a yellow dress. Uh, and they're kind of looking, and it's just crazy look in, in their eyes, okay, just crazy. And they're kind of looking around and, and mumbling. And so Ken and I, oh, that's interesting. Uh, so we go over and sit down to eat our food. And when we sit down to start eating, this lady, a uh, man, <laughs> um, comes into the restaurant. But then get real close to us and just starts talking. You could only understand every fourth or fifth word. Uh, no, 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 please. Uh, no, 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 no. 
And, and I, I thought it was just talking because it looked like, again, they were high, maybe have some mental challenges. And, uh, and I kind of looked over the corner of my eye, and they're looking right at us. She's looking at us, talking to us. And I, I couldn't understand anything they were saying. And uh, she's just talking away. And uh, I'm going to tell them, Ken. Ken says, I think we ought to go. <laughs> and so we're sitting there. We're sitting there, and, and I, I didn't know what to do. I, you know, this is where I made a loophole for myself. I said, you know, this, when, I don't have a track. That would probably be the safest thing because I don't think I can communicate with this person. And uh, so I, they need the Lord, but I... It, so. They're mumbling on. I, I didn't know what to do, so I started, instead of looking at them, I just, yeah, yeah, yeah. I started shaking my head. Yeah, that's, that makes sense, yeah. Uh, and uh, then I look over a little bit more, and then I noticed that this man in the dress had one of those police monitor things around their ankle. <laughs> so I said, this is getting better all the time. Uh, but it got a little better. They finally decided to leave, and I heard them go, uh, bongo. And I go, what? And they went over, they had set it down, and they had a bongo drum. So they took the bongo drum, a bongo, dong, dong, dong. They played a couple little taps on it, and out the door they went. And then Ken and I ran as fast as we could to <laughs> our car. Um, I, I, they needed the Lord, but I made a loophole. I, that, they're, I'm scared of them. <laughs> there's, there's, I don't know what all was going on with that person. Uh, but with, we try to find loopholes, don't we? Not to do what God's laying on our heart to do. Why do we do that? Well, one reason we do it, we're sinners. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. It's, sometimes we're, it's easy to forget that. It's easy, but we need to be honest with ourselves. You know, I am a sinner. So because I'm a sinner, I'm capable of making mistakes. And by the way, don't use the fact that you're a sinner as an excuse. Some people use the fact that they're a sinner as a loophole. Well, you know, I, I'm a sinner. I, I can't do anything because I've done things wrong. Well, everybody else that ever lived have besides Christ. Right? And so we're all sinners. So... We, we want to make excuses uh, to not do what God wants us to do. I, another reason we do it is we want to do what we want to do. Have you ever done that in your life? I just want to do what I want to do. And here's what we ought to refocus our thoughts on. Uh, it's not I want to do what I want to do. I want to do what God wants me to do. And that's how we should be thinking as Christians instead of, you know, I kind of want my way. I think another reason we find loopholes is we want to justify our actions. Isn't that what we want to do? We want to, we want to soothe our conscience or make excuses. You know, I like in Luke 10 where the guy it says, trying to justify himself. Who is my neighbor? And he, he's trying to justify himself, trying to make an excuse for the choices and things that he'd done. So tonight, I'm just going to throw some things out there and... Uh, and, and I just want you to consider your, our own lives, your own life. Am I trying to find a, an avoidance, a ex- way of escape, a loophole? I want to find some fine print in what God has for my life so I can get out of doing what he wants me to do. Here's the first one. Here's a Christian loophole. Uh, I, I'm going to do what the majority is doing. 
You know, there's a lot of, lot of Christians we operate that. Well, you know, I, God wants me to, uh, uh, to do this, but this is not what most of Christianity is doing. Um, you know, Matthew 7 tells us that the majority of the world is going in the wrong direction. Uh, you know, a lot of Christians are going in the wrong direction too. We ought to do what God shows us in Scripture He has for us. And it's not a thing of, what is the majority doing? You know, if all the Christians got together and voted about whether to do something or not, and God voted on the same thing, God's still the majority. They don't understand that. <laughs> well, I don't understand that. What do you mean? God is always the majority. So it's not what the majority is doing, it's what we're doing. Um, here's another. These two are very similar. Uh, Christian loopholes. Uh, I don't agree with that. You know, we, we have this, uh, this is a challenge in our Christian school here. You know, we have some rules for our school on, on dress and some hair issues and other things. And we have a lot, a lot of students, obviously some parents get up. I just don't agree with that, with that rule or with that standard. Uh, here, if you find that in your life, here, here's one thing I, I encourage you to do. If you don't agree with something, the first thing is, do you have a biblical reason you don't agree? You know, most people say, I don't agree with something. It's just because they don't want to do it. Remember, why do we find loopholes? We just don't want to do it. I, I, I like wearing my clothes this way. I like doing my hair that way. Uh, but is there a biblical reason that you don't agree? Is it evil? Is it against the Bible? And uh, we'll, we try to, you know, base it off our maybe our fashion choices or whatever it might be, but the key is to be honest. And you can be honest with God. I don't, I don't like that rule. Maybe it's a rule within a church. Maybe a rule within a ministry. You know, we've had rules here about uh, how you dress when you work in Awana and all kinds of stuff. And maybe you don't agree with something, but that's not a loophole not to do what the authority over you has said is a rule. If it's not evil, and if it's not against what the, in the Bible, then you ought to just submit to the, the authority. That's what pleases God. But we, we use the fact that I don't agree with that as a, as a loophole to not to cause problems, to, to be unhappy. But uh, if there's no biblical reason you don't agree, then you ought to submit to the authority. Um, here's another one. It's very similar. I think it is dumb. That's just a dumb thing, dumb rule. It's a, it's a dumb rule. Well, again, have you checked it biblically? If it's biblical, it's not dumb. Be honest with yourself. I, I just think it's dumb. But I can't see in the Bible where God thinks it's dumb. And, and we need to submit to the authority. If you don't agree, it is not because the rule or something is dumb. If the majority is not doing it, it doesn't make it dumb. What does the Bible say? So if you don't agree with something and you don't think it's dumb, don't use that as a loophole. Be honest. I don't, I don't agree with that. And, 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 and try to work through that, those things. And we don't have time. We could talk about how to do that. We're going to tell you a few things at the end of the sermon. Here's another, here's another loophole Christians use. I had a tragedy in my life. Because God let this bad thing happen to me, I'm going to quit. I'm going to uh, turn back. We just had 
uh, the missionary letter tonight from the Klingemans. And I just go out in the mission field, you haven't been there very long, you're in Guam, and your teenage son is killed, drowned. They could have tried to, they could have tried to do a, a loophole. Well, this tragedy happened, I'm going to go back home. I'm going to give up. And praise the Lord, they didn't. They're still there, trying to do what God called them to do. Um, when we endure a tragedy... And we don't try to use it as an excuse to stop serving the Lord, stop going to church, stop doing what's right. Was anybody here this morning? What crown is that? The crown of life. And part of that is uh, those endure suffering. It'd be, that'd be a, a suffering to lose uh, your child. And so I had a tragedy. Don't use that as a loophole to give up. All right, we need to move on. Y'all are doing so good, I'm not doing good. Number four, here's another loophole. Somebody let me down. Christians use that as a loophole. Somebody let me down. A, a, a pastor did wrong. A, you know, I, I had a pastor church, I loved him so much, and he ran off with the secretary, whatever it might be. And they use that as a reason, stop going to church, stop serving the Lord. Somebody in the church did me wrong, a church member. Oh, no. Someone did me wrong, and I'm going to quit. It, by the way, that hurts when someone disappoints you. It does hurt, but it's not an excuse to give up. You know, Hebrews 12, 2 says, looking unto Jesus. And a lot of times when we try to use an excuse of someone let me down in the church, or somebody in my family let me down, we need to stop looking for loopholes and look to Jesus. He won't let you down. He really won't. Um, can I just, uh, I'll, I'll just say this. Pastor's going to retire. He told us he's going to retire next December, at the end of December. Now, what that probably, that's going to mean is there's going to be a new pastor here. What if you don't like him? What if he isn't as handsome as pastor? Or as good a speaker as the pastor? Well, it, it, maybe God is speaking hard that you, you feel like, now I, I, just, I don't know if I can flourish here, but that's not an excuse to stop going to church or give up on serving the Lord. Whoever, and I believe we need to be praying about who's going to be pastor and everything. But I, I promise you not everybody's going to be happy with whoever's here because they're going to compare him to super pastor. and right? It's going to be hard on them. It really is. And, and, but that is not a loophole to look for to give up. To not, I'm not going to church anymore. You know, I only liked First Baptist Church. I only liked Pastor David Peterson. And so you just stop coming to church. Is, is that what God would have you to do? No, you're trying to find a loophole to not do what God told us to do. Forsake not the assembling of yourselves together. And so... That's a Christian loophole. Another Christian loophole is um, hypocrites. And we've talked about hypocrites here before. There's a bunch of hypocrites. So I, I'm going to church. There are only hypocrites there. And, of course, the, 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 the great answer to that, where else are you going to find them? Where are you going to find them on Sunday morning? Down at the bar, drinking and carousing around? Oh, they'll probably be in church, pretending to be something maybe they aren't. That that's, has nothing to do with it. 
If you let a hypocrite become between you and God, they're closer to God than you are. That's an old saying. Um, and so that is not a loophole. That's something to be expected, right? People pretending to be something they're not. By the way, when you have a hypocrite, sometimes it's people pretending to be Christians and they're not. They've never trusted Christ. They go to church and stuff, but they've never trusted Christ. Uh, sometimes they're pretending to be a good Christian and they're not. Does that make sense? They're going to heaven, but they ain't doing what they're supposed to be doing. I'm sorry, I said ain't. They're not doing what they're supposed to be doing. Um, and don't hypocrites is not a, a loophole. You know, here's another loophole people do use is um, the world is a terrible place. Is the world a terrible place? Well, just uh, that, that person I ran into, uh, where, where's our world at? I don't know if you would see people like that just out on the, you know, where you're in full view. If you look on the news, it's just a scary place to be. And it's very easy for us to say, I'm just going to find a cave and go live there and hide because the world is a, is a terrible place. And they're scary people. And uh, is that a, a, what does God want us to do? Does he want us to live in a cave? No, he wants us to assemble together. He wants us to share the gospel and get it out to the lost. And he wants us to, to uh, disciple believers. And we just need to keep doing that, no matter how bad the world gets. It's not a, a, a loophole. It's not an excuse to, um, to say the world's a terrible place. Here's another one. I don't know what number it is now. I, don't, I just don't see it in the Bible. People, Christians will do that. I just don't see it in the Bible. Have you looked? <laughs> That's what I said. Have you looked? Um, uh, don't use that as a loophole. Have you listened? Uh, maybe something that's in the Bible that, or something they're teaching is based on principle in the Bible. For instance, uh, just something like um, a haircut rule. We talked about that in the school, haircut rule. And, and the, there's no thing in the Bible. You use a number two on the sides and you use a number four on top or whatever all that is. Uh, there's a principle that men should look like men and ladies like ladies, and you can have a different idea on that, but just because um, you don't see it or don't understand it, that's another loophole. I've, I've seen people, even in this church, because they have a Bible passage that confuses them, they, they just give up on the Christian life. I don't understand this Bible passage. How many have Bible passages you struggle with understanding? I think we all do. But that's not a loophole to give up on, on living for the Lord and serving, serving the Lord. Uh, always remember this. The resurrection settled the issue. Because Jesus rose from the dead, the Bible is true. Uh, because Jesus rose from the dead, there's, you can know there's no mistakes in the Bible, whether you understand it or not. By the way, if you get in the Bible, there's a lot of things you can't understand. Can't you? There's some wonderful stories in the Old Testament. There's some very clear statements in the Bible. You have no trouble understanding. Uh, God says apply those. And the more you apply those, the more he'll help you understand other things. 
But don't use I, the Bible. It's confused me. I don't understand. I'm going to give up. Or I just don't see it in the Bible, and I, I don't agree. Um, but if you, uh, you don't agree, just keep going. Because the, the resurrection settled the issue. Um, basically out of time tonight. I had another loophole. We'll call it the Pharisee loophole. The Pharisee loophole. This is a loophole. Is I do a lot of good stuff, so I don't have to do something hard or I don't like or something that no one sees or recognizes. You know, the Pharisees did a lot of stuff, didn't they? They were all out praying where people could see them and giving money where people could see them and disfiguring their faces so everybody knew they fast. They, they actually did a lot of things, but they didn't really do what was right. Sometimes we use that as a loophole. Man, I, I, I'm doing all kinds of stuff down there at the church. I'm doing a lot of good stuff, but they asked me to, they asked me to teach a class. That's hard. That's a hard thing. I do, I do plenty of other stuff, and uh, that, that might be true, but don't use that as a, a loophole or an excuse. There's another loophole, and I call it the giant loophole. The giant loophole. Um, remember when they went to go in the, the promised land, they sent the spies in, they came out and said, there's giants in there, and we look like grasshoppers. They look like grasshoppers. So sometimes we use the loophole that this situation, this problem is just too big for me. I'm quitting. This is just too giant of a, a situation for me to handle. I'm going to give up. And it's a giant. It's a giant in my sight. Well, don't, don't use that loophole. Do you remember Isaiah 40, verse 22, which says, It is he that sitteth upon the circle of the earth, and the inhabitants thereof are as grasshoppers. It's talking about God. So... Any problem you can run into the earth, uh, on this earth is a grasshopper in God's sight. It might look like a giant to us. It looks like a grasshopper to the Lord. So don't use that as a, a, an excuse or a loophole. Uh, and, and sometimes it can be a big problem, something that has to be worked on and dealt with. But don't give up. Don't, don't use that as a loophole. Now, we want to wrap it up with this. How do you... Prevent that. How do you prevent always looking for a loophole? Well, the first thing we mentioned this a couple times: be honest with God and yourself. Hey, there's nothing wrong with you know. I really don't want to do that. I mean, that's just that's because we are who we are. Like trying to talk. I didn't really want to talk to that person with the bongo and the police thing on their ankle, who I couldn't understand a word they were saying. Um, I didn't really want to do that, uh, and I should have, well, I tell you what I did wrong, I should have had tracks on me, because I, I, I don't think they could have understood what I was saying to them, but I, I could have gave them a track, read this later when you sober up. But sometimes we don't want to do something, and it's all right, be honest with God and yourself, but don't try to find a loophole to get out of what you know God wants you to do. You know, one of the biggest areas is you know, getting out the gospel. That's the hardest thing to do, trying to talk to somebody about the Lord. And by the way, there's a lot of ways to get the gospel out. It's one-on-one. -on -one, it's talking to a group. It's giving somebody a track. It's inviting somebody to come to a meeting where they're going to hear the gospel. There's all kinds of things to get the gospel out. And none of it's a lot of, very, very easy. You might not want to do it. Say, Lord, this is hard, but I see that in the Bible. That's what you want me to do. 
And I'm not going to use the fact that I'm scared or unsure of myself as a loophole to try to get out of it. Be honest with God. Second thing you need to do is, um, well, turn to James 4. We're going to look at this uh, passage, and we'll be done tonight. James 4. That's right after the book of Hebrews in your New Testament. James 4. <clears throat> this is a, an important one. In James 4. In James 4, here's the second thing that really be, helps us in this, this area. It says in verse 6, But he giveth more grace, wherefore he saith, God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. Look down in verse 10. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he shall lift you up. So he says we ought to be humble people. How do you, how do you be humble? Well, it's again being honest. God... You are always right, and I'm always wrong. And uh, I, I, I'm trying to reason away, use my human reasoning, using my fear as a loophole to get out of doing what you want me to do. But God, I, I realize that I'm, I'm, you're always right, and I'm always wrong. You always know what's best for me. Well, we be honest with God in that way. What does he do for us when we humble ourselves like that? Well, these verses tell us he gives us grace. How many like grace? Uh, God's grace is, is something we need. We need it to be saved, for by grace are you saved, but we need grace in our everyday Christian living after we come to Christ. He gives grace, and in verse 10 says, He will lift you up. He will lift you up. And so when we try to find reasons or excuses not to do what we should do, humble ourselves before God. God, I, you can tell him it's just scary for you. That's okay. It is okay. Remember the Apostle Paul, one of the greatest soul winners ever lived, he said, pray for me that I might uh, boldly open my mouth. So he was scared too. And he also said, you know, I, I, I was scared, but I, I can't, I just, uh, Jesus Christ and him crucified. I can get that out. And so he will lift you up. He will help you. And, by, and, and what leads to the third thing to do is trust God. Will God ever leave you? No, um, he, he won't. Even if you find a loophole and quit doing what you ought to do. You think, I've got a loophole. This is legitimate, man. This is legitimate. Uh, and God's not pleased, but he's not going to leave you. And, and we need to understand he always will keep his promises. If he's called you to do something and, he, and he's put you somewhere, he's going to give you the grace and the strength to do it because he always keeps his promises. You know, isn't it good there's no fine print with God? That God could have loopholes? Well, <laughs> you know, I was with you all the time, but eh, I'm not going to be interested in you for a while because, you know, you've turned your back on me. God's not like that. We're like that to God. When we try to find excuses and loopholes not to do what things that God has called us to do so clearly in his word. So my encouragement to you tonight so we can finish on time here is how, how about you? How about me? Are we looking to say, God, you know what's best and help me be honest and see clearly what you promised in your word. And, and Lord, forgive me we're trying to find a way to avoid that.
They're trying to find a way to escape that. They're trying to find a loophole. So I can get out of doing what you want me to do. Be honest with God. Tell him, God, I, you know, my problem is I want to do what I want to do. Instead of, God, I want to do what you want me to do. And I hope that's your heart desire tonight. Let's bow our heads and close our eyes. It's time to, to close tonight. And again, let me say this message was a message for believers. Um, if you're here and you don't know for sure heaven's your home, you can know that because of what Christ has done for you. He did for you what you could not do for yourself, and that's pay for your sins. And he did that when he died on the cross. And he'll give you eternal life as a gift if you'll put your trust in him. Will you do that tonight if you've never done it before? You know, uh, it's hard to understand everything, but you can understand that uh, uh, you're a sinner. And because you're a sinner, you owe a debt to God and that Jesus paid that debt for you. And if you will believe in him, he'll give you everlasting life. The word believe means to trust and rely upon. So the best you know how you would trust, rely upon Christ, he will, he will save you and give you everlasting life. If you're here and you have trusted Christ, um, God has so much for us, and he does direct us through his word, and, and we... Uh, need to realize and be honest with ourselves. Sometimes we things we just don't want to do. Maybe we're already involved in them and it's not exactly what we thought. And it's hard. And it's difficult for us. And so we say, because it's difficult, that isn't a reason, that is an excuse to give up. Maybe some tragedy has happened in your life or someone in your, you know's life, your family. And you're, you're, you're tempted, you're angry at God and you're to say that is a reason to give up. But, folks, it is not. God wants us to hang in there. He will never forsake you, and he will never leave you, and he'll be there to give you the strength to do whatever it is he's called you to do. And let me encourage you, uh, let's, let's stop looking for loopholes, and let's stop looking to the, to the Lord. Lord, you'd have me do this, and, uh, and you know what's best, and, and I'm going to do that. And trust you for whatever happens. If we do that, we, we will uh, be used of God in a great way, and God will encourage our hearts, and he'll strengthen us, and we'll be surprised what will come out in our life and, and what God can do with us if we just hang in there. Father, we... Do ask you to forgive us when we try to find a way to avoid or to escape things that you have for us in our life. Um, and uh, Father, uh, looking for loopholes. Uh, and Father, help us again, stop looking for loopholes and, and start keeping our eyes on you and, and on your word and what you'd have for us there. And uh, Father, I thank you so much for uh, all the folks who came out tonight. We ask you to bless them. Uh, Father, we just ask you to encourage each heart here. Father, help us go home uh, and, and look in your word, the mirror of your word, and see what you'd have for us and determine to do it. And we just pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.